My name is Jillian Perrick, and I'm a lover of all things orange chocolate, think One Tree Hill is way better than the OC. And as a person who stutters, I hope to one day inspire women with invisible disabilities to overcome their limiting beliefs and start the business of their dreams, just like I did. I'm a mindset coach specializing in imposter syndrome, helping women beat their inner imposter using neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, and time techniques. And this is the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. This podcast is for you if you're an entrepreneurial woman trying to navigate the online space with a lot of passion and a lot of uncertainty. If you feel like your ideas are unoriginal, that your message isn't necessary or important, or like you're a complete and total fraud, then you've come to the right place. This podcast will take you from imposter to empowered with ninja-like brain hacks, easy to implement strategies, and uplifting real talk to make you feel like everything you want is in reach. Let's get started, girlfriend. Hey, hey, everybody. So we have Christina Willis on the podcast today. She's a fellow Canadian. Uh, She lives in Ontario as well. And she is a Pinterest expert. So I really wanted someone to come on and talk about a more organic way to get eyes on your stuff that's not just Instagram sometimes I feel like that's so basic and like I really wanted somebody who had a little bit more of a perspective when it came to if you want eyes on your stuff if you want a more organic methodology but Pinterest is definitely a long-term game and we actually talk about that and we talk about how if you're a new business owner or relatively new what Pinterest can actually do for you and how you can get started even if you don't want to get on it right away there's really cool things that you can do for it so we also talk about the Black Lives Matter awakening slash movement that took place in the beginning of June that is still happening as we speak rightfully so and um, we talk about how in the industry there is a very big lack of representation when it comes to black women and people of color and this is something that kind of came to my eyes when Simone McNish I'm gonna give her a shout out when she did an Instagram post about how she saw this panel or this summit and it was all women who were white and she called it out and this was before all of these things happen and then the murder of George Floyd took place and it just erupted a huge awakening for the black community in terms of recognizing that they were not being treated with respect and this caused an uproar in regards to the online industry and for me personally this is the from imposter to empowered podcast and i'm talking about this from the perspective of me a white woman um for me i thought i was doing everything to be inclusive and this really showed me that i was not that it's not enough to just be like i'm inclusive to myself it had to be shown through the work that i was doing it had to be shown through how i was involving myself in the online space Because naturally, we look for people who look like us. And you may not think that this is a problem, but what happens to the people of color who come into this industry and don't see people like them doing the things that they're doing? It's the same thing with a kid watching television and not seeing himself or herself in any of the people who are on commercials or in TV shows. Representation matters and it matters so much in the online space and we have to be as 
white people, we need to be inclusive and mindful of this. And this does not take away from us. It does not take away from our power or or our voices. It just means amplifying those who may not have a voice and being that ally and moving forward with that respect that we are all equal. We all deserve to be treated equally and we all deserve a voice, especially when it comes to the online space. So we had a really cool conversation around that as well. Um, and this is just a really great episode. We were just like loving it. There were so many really good tidbits in there, not just about Pinterest, but about business in general. Um, love it. She's amazing. And you guys are going to love the episode and let me know what you think. So hello, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. Thank you so much for being here, Christina. I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. And first, I just want to ask you, tell us who you are, what you do and how you got started. Okay, so everybody, I am, my name is Christina. Um, I am a Pinterest strategist and consultant. And um, what a Pinterest strategist or consultant does is that we look at business owners' um, uh, Pinterest accounts and really figure out a good marketing strategy on how business owners can expand their reach and generate more leads um, and really just bring in their target audience more to just understand their brand and their business. Um, and I mean, all, the ultimate goal for any business owner is to essentially make more income off of the, the increased leads. But we really work with um, like um, business owners goals um, to really just get that, that, that connection that they really want. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, I, it was always something that I kind of wanted to tap into, but I was kind of afraid of it because there's so much, um, attached to it. And it felt like there was so much work to be done on the back end before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, starting out, depending on where the business owner's account is starting out, it is going to be a little bit of work. If, if uh, I mean, some business owners prefer to hand off their account say please just take it and yeah. run with it and let the magical fairies of pinterest do its job um, and then there are some business owners who would really like a solid strategy done by you or like a pinterest strategist mm -hmm. and um, then they can implement it themselves or they hand it off to their team um, to carry out those actions cool cool so would you recommend, um, depending on where somebody is in their business, where do you think somebody should be when they get into like using this as a tool for their business? Like, like in the beginning, maybe a little bit when they're a little bit more established, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think it's, it's the best to get it right from the jump. Um, yeah. so when you're starting out with your business, um, that's where you can, because you can really craft a solid strategy. I mean, many times there are certain business owners um, who've been in business for X amount of years and they've used their strategy and then you, they come to you and you try to shift their mindset on, you know, what might be best for them. And they kind of have a little bit of resistance to that. Not all, but there are some. Um, but getting it right from the start I feel like you have such a great opportunity because mm -hmm. I mean, the sky's the limit for you and that business owner and just like all the ideas and you know, things that you could try and test out. Yeah. Um, it's, it's best in the beginning budding stages. Yeah, for sure. So um, how would you 
differentiate between like social media, like Instagram and all that stuff to Pinterest specific? Like what does Pinterest have that other social media things don't? So Pinterest is, I mean, it, Pinterest is lumped into the, um, I guess the realm of the, the overarching umbrella of social media. Um, and it's just because that's just how it happened, I guess. But Pinterest is different in the sense that it is a search engine. So when you have Google um, and you're searching for something in Google and you type in, let's say, puppies, and then before you can even finish typing what you really want, there's a predictive dropdown that happens right underneath, and that's your search engine, right? Pinterest is exactly the same. And they are similar in the sense that they, they will give you your search um, results, but Pinterest is a visual search um, engine as opposed to Google being more of like a text heavy driven. Um, now they have photos that you can search as well. But Instagram is you put a photo, people like it, they comment it on it instantly. You don't really, you don't get that with Pinterest. Pinterest is a slow burn. Mm. Um, you put something out, it probably won't catch fire. Sometimes within three weeks, really, it really depends. Okay. Um, but many times, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, or even longer than that, um, that's when things will really catch momentum. So um, that's a bit of a challenge with some people when they're so used to the Instagram world. Yeah. Uh, and then they come to Pinterest and they're like, why, why isn't it happening quicker? And, you know, why am I not getting a lot of followers? Like, you know, I normally would if I was on Instagram and it's, it's because of that. Um, something, like I said, you have to kind of help switch the mindset of some business owners. Like it's not going to be like what you're, what you're used to on another platform. Oh, that's so true. And actually like, because I got on Pinterest about a month or two ago and like it's definitely um so I've gotten a lot of people downloading the freebies I have so yep. that's awesome but that's true I was kind of thinking like oh like when is Pinterest gonna pick up like I have yep. some courses I want to sell all that stuff but it is more of like a long-term thing that's right yeah yeah for for more sustainable business and that's truly what helps drive businesses right now and and switching from that mindset that you need to build a sustainable business and Pinterest will help with that that's what I love and that's what I always try to reiterate with a lot of um, business owners amazing so if somebody were to be getting started on Pinterest mm. what kind of things would you recommend they start off with in terms of like should they pin like freebies videos like what do you think like works really well yeah so I always like to say go back to what you um, know with your target audience and what you're really trying to help solve for them so if you know that you know your your target audience um, has let's say I'm a hairstylist and my particular like a, a problem with my clients is that they have oily hair um and this was actually something like i have a client who is actually um has uh clients that have oily hair and you really want to help excuse me you really want them to 
um, pin items that will help their, their, their audience in that way. So you want to curate your boards, you want to curate your feed to help your people. But you also want to curate things that kind of expand out from that too. So if you know your clients will you know, come to you for their hairstyling problems and needs, then you're also going to curate things. Maybe they like beauty. Maybe they like home decor. They like anything of that nature. You try to curate it. Think of it like an editorial calendar or magazine, excuse me. And you really want to put these particular chapters in your 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 feed or in your account that's going to pique their interest and pull in other people from different audiences say oh she has actually something that I never even thought about for myself and I do have oily hair and oh she's helping me solve uh, my problems with my skin as well and I feel like this is information that like people don't really have at the beginning of their businesses so mm -hmm. the people who are in this podcast audience are usually like beginners getting started yeah. so I think this is going to be really helpful for them I totally understand if you guys have like you're getting started so it may not be like at the top of your list but it's definitely something to think about and something that would have really helped me in the beginning is if I would have organized my trainings more organized my Instagrams and stuff because mm -hmm. when we started doing it back in the beginning of June, I think yeah. I had to organize all that stuff. So I had to like organize everything into folders. It took me forever. Yeah. So definitely. If you're getting started, just start like organizing your trainings and your freebies and stuff like that, because then when you're actually ready to go all in on it, you will have all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the, big part of it you um, getting organized knowing what your client wants and honestly I always like to just say just also pin things that you like too because oh, yeah. you don't even know maybe your audience might like it too and it might just pick up um, so just don't stress about it too much I always say just pin what you like definitely pin what you know your audience is looking for and just kind of go from there and just you'll you'll be able to tweak it later on um, but initially starting out, I, I suggest those two. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So now we're going to get into to some questions about imposter syndrome. So I hope you're ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are your experiences with imposter syndrome, Christina? Well, I mean, I think it's for sure it's always been there. Um, definitely looking back when I was younger I always like I was in sports and you know being in school you never really thought like I never really thought I was good enough in even the things that I was talented in um I always my mind would always say no she can't be like it, it can't it can't be so it's just a fluke that I'm good in <laughs> um I don't know like communication or skills or communication skills or um, sports or anything like that but that's what the mind does. That's what the imposter syndrome does to you. It really makes you question and doubt your, like who you truly are, your essence, your core. Um, and you take that with you. <clears throat> you might evolve from it here and there as experiences happen in life. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still at the back of your mind. And even with me in this new, um, you know, I guess career path, because 
going formally what I'm educated in, I am a registered nurse. So I've gone to school. Yeah, I've gone to school, you know, did the whole degree and everything. Um, and I was, at, and even imposter syndrome happened to me when I was in grad school. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, it was a terrible feeling. And I remember one time I didn't do too well on a, a paper because I was stressing so much thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, mm. although I know I'm so, like, I'm so confident as an RN. Like, give me a patient, no problem. No problem. I know how to do my job very well. And then when I started this career path, I was just like, what am I doing again? Like, I felt all those emotions coming up again. And it's a tough thing to tell yourself every day, you're all right. You know what you're doing. And I think I've heard you speak on it before where you say, you only have to be a step or two um, above another. You don't have to know it all, but still your mind, that imposter syndrome still plays on you. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And like when I was in grad school, I remember being in the first class and I was sitting there and I was like, oh, like there was somebody who was talking about how a friend of his had tried to get into the class, but he didn't get in. And I was like, wait, Mm. I was like, they didn't just accept everybody that applied. They're like, no. And I was like, oh my God. Cause I was like, oh, they just accepted everybody. You know what I mean? And (laughs) it's crazy because like, why do we think that to ourselves? You know what I mean? It's crazy. So who would you say your inner imposter is? What's her name? Now I know. Okay. So I know that you have been going through my course. Yes. Yes. So I would love to know if you have gotten to stage yet in terms Mm -hmm. of like naming your inner imposter and really tackling the types of things that she is saying to you. So I never, this is such an amazing thing because when I came to that printing your course, I was like, I never thought to name my imposter. It never occurred to me. Totally. Ever. So I was like, okay, Bianca. Like that was the first thing that oh came into my head. Bianca's <laughs> fucking perfect. Oh my God, yes. And I have a friend named Bianca, so oh, it's yes. no offense to her, but that was the very first name that came in my head. No, I told her to. I said, Bianca, it's like, it, it literally was the first name that came in my head. So she's like, oh girl, like whatever. That's so funny. <laughs> so, so how do you think your inner imposter has specifically affected your business? Mm. So outwardly, my business is doing very well. Um, I, it, and maybe it's because I've really worked on my mindset um, throughout this whole transition, mm-hmm. still I have days. Like I, I was even, um, <clears throat> excuse me, messaging one of my other, um, like business friends, and I'm like, I think I had a mental breakdown. And she's like, No, Christina, let's work on this. <laughs> but you know, you still get those moments. Um, oh yeah, I had one like literally three days ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, like I'm, <laughs> I'm supposed to like you know have it all together. I'm like. I absolutely don't. So you're not right. Right. Okay. Okay. It's very reassuring because you know, what you see 
on camera, it looks, you know, great. She has it together. She's getting all these clients and her business is booming. And, of course. Yeah. You know, um, but inwardly, you're just like, even the smallest thing can set you off. And oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you just create stories out of nothing. Yes. You just create a story and then you act on a story. And that is something yes. that like, whenever I really dig deep with somebody when it comes to coaching them is like, it's okay that you're having the thoughts and the feelings. It's totally mm. okay. And it's totally normal. That's not the problem. We're not trying to get rid of your emotions. We're not trying to get rid okay. of thoughts. It's, it's the action and the self-sabotage that yes. follows those things. You know what Oh I mean? man. Oh man. It's so true. That self-sabotage is brutal. Yeah. Oh my God. So true. So, um, I just wanted to ask due to recent events, like specifically in the U S with the whole black lives awakening slash movement, mm. it really shed a light on the industry we're in. And you and I were like talking about it yes. and the lack of diversity and inclusivity in the online space. And I know that like, I think I was telling you this, Mm -hmm. That when I was looking for an OBM like a while ago, I mm -hmm. could not find one person of color mm -hmm. who did that work. And I was like, but like, I didn't realize this until all of this stuff happened. And I was like, holy shit, like this, yeah. is, this is huge. So I was just wondering if you could speak to it. Yeah. So I already knew that, um, getting into this, I, so even in the, the course that I took, um, I was the only black woman <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever. Cause this is just how it is. Yeah. It's, I've always been the only black woman in something. And, wow. um, so I just like brushed it off, but that was definitely the very first thing that I noticed, and I'm pretty sure other people did too, but every, you know, and then once I um, started getting on more clients and I remember a client reached out to me, we were talking and she specifically said to me, I have the hardest time finding a Pinterest expert who is black. And wow. that hit me. And I was just, but I, but the funny thing is I knew it, but when yeah. she actually verbalized it, it was like, oh my gosh, this is an issue. And furthermore, I didn't even know somebody was specifically looking for me. Yeah. I really had no idea. So when I showed up, she just said, I, I'm like, you know, hands up, praise God. I found you. <laughs> oh <my laughs> she God. really did. And she just, if she was like, so relieved to know because every person that she searched like Pinterest expert it was a white person wow. and I mean it's so crazy like there's a you're out there I don't even know how we are not even being searched but the but what I do know is you, you are exposed to things to what you see so if I'm following somebody's feed or somebody's story then they say when they shout out somebody Mm -hmm. most likely it's going to be another white individual or individual that's not of color and that's how you become aware of other people mm -hmm. and when I even looked in my own feed it was with a lot of people that were of like non um non persons of color 
It's just because anybody that I saw and they shouted somebody out, I tended to follow them based off of what they were saying about that individual. So I can see how some people's feeds are not inclusive, but we are out there. And you really, if you truly want to become inclusive in your, in your space, in your environment, you're, you're going to have to do the digging. You really are going to have to search for it. Don't think that it's just going to fall into your lap. Yeah. Um, and, and I hear some business owners say, well, we just didn't know we couldn't find, no, you're going to have to look for it. And yeah. just like how, if you are a size 12 and you need to look for a size 12 dress and you are not going to stop until you find that perfect one, same thing. Wow. I love that analogy. And like representation, this is the reason why it's so important because as we grow up and as we are exposed to media and things mm -hmm. that we come into contact with, if, if we, if people of color don't see themselves yeah. in these things that they start feeling like they either don't belong or yes. we, we act like this is how it's supposed to be. And we really only surround ourselves with, with what we're familiar with. You know what I mean? That's right. So it's the coaching industry and like this, entrepreneurial industry online is no different if mm -hmm. you are constantly seeing the same color and only the same people doing the same shit you're not exposed to other people and other ways of doing things you know what that's I mean right that's right and I know for me it was like a huge wake-up call because I thought that I was doing everything and then I was like wow yeah. I'm not doing anything because I feel like it was a really good awakening for a lot of business owners. I know that there was a lot of people who felt like they were being attacked and you know, all that, mm -hmm. like really big coaches, we won't name mm -hmm. them, but really big coaches who just oh, yeah. dropped the ball completely on it because they turned it around on themselves and were like, this is about me and I'm not doing anything wrong. And it's like, it's not fucking about, yeah. It's yeah. Not about you at all. So, um, I think that it was really needed and really necessary because once you start expanding your network and you start really realizing that we all have some type of unconscious bias towards others that we need to just get rid of. And you can't do that unless you are aware of what you're doing. Yes. Abs. Oh my gosh. You're speaking the truth. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad. So, okay. So finally to end off the conversation, what are a couple things that you have learned that you would want to share with the audience after starting your online business? What are some key things? That you yeah. So, oh man, <laughs> there's a lot. So starting out, I learned that you really can't do it all. As much as you want to, you just can't. And there's no point in loading up your plate if you can't eat all the food, if you know what I'm saying. Um, so you're going to have to recognize within yourself early on, if something is, if, if something is making you feel uneasy, it's because you've either taken on too much or it's something that needs to be removed from your service or something. Um, you just need to reevaluate things. You need to seek help. 
um, if you really can outsource things. I mean, starting out, you don't really have the recurring revenue to always right. outsource things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a definite challenge. Um, but if you know someone in your friend or family circle that can help you out, take their take it right away if you can. Um, totally. totally. And yeah. I actually outsourced to a VA before I could technically afford it. And I talk about that all the time because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to get to where I need to be. And I needed to invest from my future self's point. And that can be really difficult for someone who like, is like, well, like I'm really like living paycheck to paycheck, but it was really necessary for me to just like get to that next level. And like, that's how I feel about basically investing in anything if it's a little bit scary if you feel like you want to like shit your pants a little bit yeah. <laughs> it's probably a good choice because um your next level self like that is what is going to get you to that next level you know mm, yeah. that's right mm-hmm. that's right oh that is girl you're so good <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just sitting here and I'm just listening to the gospel you know and I'm just rock rocking in my chair (laughs) yeah but I definitely agree with that I also think like you need to if in your downtime if you don't have clients coming on uh, your roster as of yet sit down and figure out systems Mm. oh my goodness figure out your onboarding and get it solid um and your and then your offboarding, all those things matter because the client experience is is really key. You want when your client leaves your hands and goes off um, into the world, you want them to say, "Man, that girl looked after me so well. Like I feel so good. I feel so confident. Um, your communication skills were on point. The best I ever had." That's what you want to leave with people. And even when, and even you can do a reverse engineering with that, start like, think of that awesome client experience that you want to leave with them and then work backwards and say, how can I, how can I start from like literally a, like plan a. Wow. So that's what I have done. And that's what I still continue to do because you want people to feel amazing around you and you want people to feel cared for. And maybe that's, the nursing part of me, like I just love, and but it's natural with anybody. But as a nurse, like I just, I don't know, I just love. That's why I got into nursing because I love making people feel amazing. Wow, I love that aspect. It, that it's like so true. Yeah, like because I feel like a lot of the time in the online space we talk about like oh like your email marketing and this kind yeah. of marketing and Instagram and all that shit, but like it comes down to the client experience. Absolutely. It totally does. Like, and I think if somebody is listening to this and they're like, Oh, but like, I can't implement a system like this because I don't have any clients yet. But Mm -hmm. when you're doing this stuff on the back end, you are really solidifying that belief that you will have clients, that you will be using this system. That's right. And I wish I did that in the beginning because I was just like, well, when I get that client, when, Mm -hmm. but you are solidifying that. Nope. I'm going to get this organized. It's that's right. It's just the same thing with like taxes and all that stuff. 
like figure out your accounts and all that stuff before you actually have the money. That's right. Because when it's organized and you feel really good about it, your success is inevitable. Like it's absolutely. Yeah. And it's so true. Like, I feel like I hear a lot about like people being unhappy with the service that they were given and in an is in the industry that we're in it's really normal for people to sell high ticket but yes you take care of your clients if you're going yes. to high ticket you have to make sure the onboarding is smooth you have to make sure they're happy you have to make sure you're getting their feedback like mm-hmm. start and be like okay great like it's all over with like get yeah. feedback and get constructive criticism that will help your business. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And, and don't take, I mean, uh, uh, unless they're attacking you personally, that's a totally different story, but whatever they're saying, do not, it's hard. We're all human. Don't take it personally. Whatever they say, it's not a personal attack against you. If they say, I just felt like confused when I started, I didn't know what to, to expect. Um, don't take it personally. Exactly it's just to help you to be better, you know, and we all know this, but um, like I said, it's the natural thing for anyone to do is to become defensive and you're just like, excuse me, you know? Yes. Yeah. And like, it's so normal to make it about you and make it mm. about, oh, this means that like my business is crappier. I'm not, mm-hmm. just that, but you have to realize that again, that is just your lizard brain trying to keep you <laughs> safe. It's just like, oh my God, somebody hates us. Like, oh my yeah. God, <laughs> but, um, but I really feel like you don't know what you don't know until you, that's right. So that's right. It's okay. And as well, if you're working with people too, like everyone is different. So they're going to have different needs. So that's why you need to be on top of really collecting that feedback and really like working with them. Cause that's what these relationships are is you're working with people. You're not talking at them. You're working with, that's right. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. This has been so good. Thank you so much for being on Christina. Can you Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, it's good. I'm so glad. And can you tell us where to find you on social media or anything else that you want to talk about? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at cultivation lounge. Um, you will find me there. I also have another account called West of 100. Um, but Cultivation Lounge is where you will find me most. Um, that's where I talk about all things Pinterest. And um, my website is westof100interiors.com. And yeah, I also have a Facebook crew. If you want to join that. Um, every, anything, if you go onto my Instagram and there's a link in my bio, you'll see all the details there. Amazing, amazing. So thank you so much again for being on. This was awesome. And I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast with me, Jillian Perrick. If you loved this episode, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. And don't forget to tag me at your coach, Jill. Of course, I'd love for you to rate the podcast five stars and leave a review. And if you screenshot your review and send it to me at your coach, Jill on Instagram, I'll send you a free gift. At the very least, make sure you follow me on Instagram again at your coach, Jill for tons of free content strategies and inspo. See you next time.